That was a soothing voice of uh, if you if that even got caught on this. That was a soothing voice of uh, Chris Henrique <laughs> singing us into uh, into this lovely episode of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast, brought to you by Beyond the Monster. Uh, I'm here with Chris Henrique, as always. Kevin Perdillo as always, and our special guest this week is Jamie Gatlin. How are we doing today, boys? Uh, Jamie, how you been down there? We haven't seen been you. Good. In a while. Happy to be here, back with the fellas to talk about the best team in uh, hockey, as some are saying. Oh, that days. is what they're saying. Uh, yeah, I heard the New Jersey Devils are very good right now. So, uh, very, uh, <laughs> very nice of you to give a shout out to the New Jersey Devils over there. Uh, so, Chris, Kevin, how we doing? Good, good. I mean, Bruins are good. Uh, one would call them a wagon. Yep, that'd be um, me. I, I'm the one that calls them a wagon. I, I send you guys photos of a wagon with the Bruins logo yes. on it. So, so uh, pretty good. Yeah, Kevin? Yeah, hanging in there. Back off the uh, the IL or whatever you want to classify it as. So, yeah, uh, we had to miss last week due to Kevin and Jamie being on the IL due to, you know, it is flu season. It is a nasty thing going on right now. Uh, it has not been a fun time. Luckily, I have not got it yet, and that is a big yet uh chris had it the week before so you know it's all just been a just been going around so anyway let's get started on this uh boys uh as chris said this team is a wagon right now uh uh they've only lost three games uh they're 12 and 0 at home which is a new nhl record uh how are we feeling so far we're not really through the midpoint but uh we're at a point in the season where you know you can start looking at you know uh, how good can this team really be? And they have this tough stretch right now, and they have done well so far. Jamie, I'll start with you. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the start of the season so far? They've impressed me a lot. You know, they started to do without Marshawn and McAvoy, already had some adversity there, and they looked, you know, they looked fine without those guys. Um, like, like you said, they've been just unbeatable at TD Garden, and I feel like they're getting contributions from everywhere. From every, like, Clifton had a good start to this season, so Zach has been a perfect fit um they're getting offense from every single line which as Bruins fans we know isn't always the case um you know past next value is going up probably with every second with that extension <laughs> and then Krejci being back looks like the Krejci of old so they're kind of firing on all cylinders right now so Kevin and Chris uh last uh two weeks ago uh we predicted three and zero for Kevin, two and one for Chris, and two and one for me. Uh, they went three and zero. So once again, you know our predictions are right. Uh, we have been rolling on those. We really should bet money on that. Uh, but you know, none of our states. Well, actually, I think Jamie's state can actually gamble. Um, Jamie's in North Carolina, so I'm not. Can Can you guys gamble over there, Jamie? We can. Yeah. We can. Must be nice. Um, but point being here is uh, this team has been absolutely dominant on all phases, like Jamie said. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, David Krejci has not missed the beat. Uh, you know, Linus Allmark got injured the other day, and he is expected to be back to, for tomorrow's game against Tampa Bay. Uh, so, Kevin, I'll go to you on this one. Um, what what has been your feeling so far to start the season and go into this tough stretch that they have really just – done well so far yeah i think um my feeling so far has been like everyone's it's kind of a shock to see how well they're playing right even if you kind of drew it up and 
you wanted to be hopefully optimistic, I don't think you would even predict this start, you know, and I was probably the biggest, one of the biggest critics of them letting Cassidy go. And um, I've definitely had to swallow my words on that one because it seems to this point that it's been, been the right move. And, and something within the team is flicking and working better. Krejci coming back helps. Allmark is another one where I probably got shoved down my throat again. That <laughs> this is not what I I knew what I was doing and talking about because as Chris and I said last last episode, uh, we we were bashing them all last year. Now he's one of the best goalies in hockey, and um, how they really handled this tough stretch says a lot. Uh, the, Handling the Lightning, playing to them to a close game. I think they won, what, 4-3, 5-3, something like that. Yep. Um, tough game against Florida. They they lose that one, seven, eight penalties in that game. That's You got to kind of stay out of the penalty box, especially against good teams like Florida. But, uh, you know, even then, we have those type of games. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. And really how I was – why I was okay with it was how they responded against – um Carolina on on Friday. They're they're down two nothing. Just going into the second period, going into the third period, and they come back and win it. Like that that shows something. So I, I'm really impressed. I think they they got another tough game with um Tampa tomorrow or two or Tuesday. Tomorrow since yeah. we're recording Monday. Yeah. But um yeah I'm 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 impressed. I hope this continues. Obviously, it won't. It's just not possible for this type of streak to continue. But it's really impressive, and it's really fun to watch as a Bruins fan. Yeah, no, we have all been, uh, you know, and uh, no uh, innuendo intended here, all the innuendo intended here. We are getting things shoved down our throats after last year uh, because, you know, we can all admit that, you know, we were wrong on a lot of these guys uh especially jake debrusque i mean he's been despite you know not scoring as much as he uh as i'm sure he wants to he's been a big big uh impact uh chris let's go to you for a second uh kevin just talked about it so 12 and 0 at home now in that most recent game uh they were down to nothing uh everything looked bleak and they were able to come back to win that three to two in overtime uh, one guy uh, that has been a huge factor so far over this small stretch of tough games has been Pavel Zaka, and you know he was a he was a one for one deal I believe for uh, Eric Holla, right Eric Holla I think yeah Eric Holla straight straight up uh, Holla has been doing bad but Zaka has been playing absolutely uh, lights out right now uh, so twelve and zero at home Chris what what is your take on that comeback and how Pavel Zaka has been playing. Uh, in this recent stretch of games, there you know, whenever the you know if the Bruins are losing, I they're the team right now that you just you absolutely can't count out. Um, even that game against Florida, I just want to piggyback real quick. You know they didn't play particularly well, but I also felt like at any point they could get on or they could get hot and come back and win that game because that's kind of what this team has done. Um, you know this season, but. Um, to your, to your spot with, with, with Zaka, um, he's kind of, he's showing versatility wherever Montgomery is playing him so far this year. 
um, almost, I don't know, like a Swiss army knife for this lineup. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's really just kind of, he's fit in really nicely. Um, really, no matter what line you put him on. Um, I've been trying to think, you know, what player he kind of compares to with some of like the old teams. And maybe we can kind of brainstorm that together really quick um, to make sure I'm not missing somebody, but <sighs> trying to think of like some of the, you know, the deals back in like 2011 that kind of put them over the top. Um Maybe a guy like Michael Ryder. I was gonna say Ryder. Wow. Ryder, yeah, wow. Gregory Campbell. Well, Gregory Campbell wasn't a massive scorer. He was more of like, he was more of like that grinder for the for the bottom of the line. Michael Ryder is a good one. Did you come up with that off the top of your head, Kevin? Marco Sturm. Yeah, I just thinking back, I remember he wow, was kind that, of that like, is a, I would not have thought of that name. That is impressive. I, I have always thought of Ryder as like a uh, Bill Miller for like the 04 team. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, what about Rich yeah, Peverly? Is that is that not one we could throw in there? Yes. Thank you. Like that's that's what I was thinking of. Rich Peverly. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. No, I can definitely, I can so definitely like, see that comparison. So like Zaka is that style of move. You know what I mean? Where Peverly helped kind of put that team over the top. To your point, I think with Michael Ryder the knock if I can remember correctly really with him was the Bruins paid him a pretty good amount of money. And I don't think he maybe lived up to that money that they paid him. Um, but Michael Ryder, that is actually a really good comparison. Um, but anyway, we're getting off on a tangent here. Um, these are the type of players that if you're going to win a Stanley cup that you need and you know what I mean? Like same thing, Peverly Ryder, et cetera. So Zaka's fit in very, very well in, in the run that he's been in here right now. I just like that he's versatile. You can you can really put him on any line, and he seems to he seems to excel. I do want to throw one thing out there though, and I want to kick it to you guys and see what you think. Because I have to give a critique. This can't be all rainbows and butterflies in this team. <laughs> this team's got to stay out of the friggin' penalty box. The penalties at times when when they, they go to the sin bin, it, it's it comes in it comes in bunches. The Bruins right now are ninth in the NHL for penalty minutes, with 240 penalty minutes. You're you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna have sustained success if you're constantly trying to kill these penalties. So that game against Florida, just constantly in the box. So for me, the bees need to stay out of the damn box. I can't have guys like David Posternock being like fifth on the team with, with penalty minutes with 16 minutes. You know what I mean? Like he should not be in the top 10. Your your leading goal score, one of your leading goal scorers should not be your one of your leaders when it comes to penalty minutes. Poss has gotta right. cut has gotta put the check. No, you're definitely right on that. Um I, I agree 100%. That's going to be their biggest thing, especially when it comes to down the stretch here. Uh, when it comes to January, February, you got to really watch out for that. I just want to say before we uh, um, move with that, uh, I, I just want that Rich Peverly trade. I just realized this. First of all, it was the Atlanta Thrashers he came from. I didn't, I guess I never realized that. But right. we, we sent uh, a name of a kid named Blake Wheeler to the Atlanta Thrashers <laughs> in that trade. Yeah, but you won a cup. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just stating that you know Blake Wheeler uh, was sent to the Thrashers in that trade just to 
just a heads up. Uh, also, uh, yeah, Gregory Campbell and Nathan Horton were in that. Uh, were part of a trade too that same season. A lot of trades for the uh, Bruins in that 2011 season that really uh, built them up. But no, yeah, that uh, back to what uh, Chris was saying. Let, let's go on to that for a second. Uh, Jamie, pe- penalties obviously uh, are going to be huge for this team uh, in staying out of the penalty box because you know, as you as Chris stated, we saw against Florida, it was just you know. Penalty after penalty after penalty, regardless of if they were good calls or not good calls, you still got to be able to stay out of that box. Um, what is so? What what's the biggest thing they have to do to stop that? Especially given you know how dominant they are right now, and they need to stay on this track. I think just be smarter in some situations. I mean, like kind of like Chris said, going to the penalty box that doesn't make things easier, um, especially when it's. Bunches that puts a lot more pressure on you know on your penalty kill and on your special teams, um, and against good teams like the Panthers, you know, you know that's not that's gonna put you, put you in a hole. Um, so especially in January, and February, when points are at a premium, you don't you don't want that to be an issue and putting yourself in those high pressure situations a lot in games if you obviously don't you know don't have to be there. Kevin, what what say you on this? Because I know you're a big guy into stop get the fuck out of the box because you know i think there was i think there was a time last year where there, they had like six people in the box at once and it was literal, it was a literal party in the box at one point and you have been an advocate for ever on this aspect of things so i want to hear what you have to say about this whole penalty issue with the bruins right now yeah i i think as, as we saw in the florida game you know no matter no matter if you like the call or not, you're you're still getting penalties called against you, and when you're facing good teams, it's going to backfire. The, the 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 days of you know I whether I kind of agree that it should come back, but the days of like Sean Thornton, those enforcers where they'll have high penalty minutes because they're fighting every game, every other game, whatever, those are gone. You know now it's more of that speed and um guys that can really move the puck and really can skate that when you give them an advantage of, all right, these guys are five on four, they're going to capitalize, right? Like they, that's just the way this game is going. The guys now are too fast. They're too good with the, the puck on their stick that you consistently give good teams a man advantage, two man advantage, whatever it is, they're going to capitalize. And it, it's just, it's going to happen. We do it against bad teams as well, right? Like we, we're on the other end of that. Go back, and I'm sure we can pull up a stat if we really want to look into how many power play goals we have. And it's just, you know, you you can't give good teams advantages. It no matter what sport it is, baseball, hockey, football, soccer, go down the list. Basketball, you can't give good teams advantages. And and when you're in the penalty box against good teams like we have been it's going to come back to backfire and we saw it prime example in florida you know seven penalties is just not not, not okay no 100 you're completely right on that um so chris on uh let's wrap let you know let's i'll let you put the finishing touches on this because uh you know you're the one that started this conversation but uh any last thoughts on the penalty uh minutes aspect of things no i just i mean I want them to play physical and they're clearly playing physical. 
I, I like I said, I, I don't want, I don't want Pasternak in the box. I actually really don't even want uh, Lindholm in the box either. He's fourth in the team. You know, Connor Clifton, Nosek, AJ Greer, you know, Frederick, you know, those guys, that's their role. You know, gritty hockey, you know what I mean? Mix it up. I don't want, I, I don't want Lindholm in there. I think he's too valuable on the ice. He's showing how valuable that he is on the ice. Same thing, same thing with pasta. So I would say that right now is the biggest knock, um, you know, for this team. And if they can get this under control, um, I mean, clearly, you know, they're, they're on a run either way. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't want to see them. I still want to see them lose to hockey teams. They shouldn't lose to it hasn't happened yet. So I'm, I'm, you know, knocking them for something that hasn't happened. It's the Red Sox way. It's, it's inside of me. So, um, but that's really all that I kind of have with, with that. So keep pos- what? Be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Keep pasta out of the box. I I still don't I still don't think Marshan has been I, I've been trying to look but I haven't been able to find I, I still don't think Marshan has been in the uh, in the box yet this season. If he has, it has been for very long. Four minutes. He's got he's got four, four minutes. minutes. Yeah, he's got four minutes. Wow, that's for him. That's... Well, what was the? Uh, did you guys see the clip from like behind the whatever? I think they tweeted out on behind on the tweet. Tweeted tweeted it out on Twitter. That's where my brain's at right now. Yeah. Um. But he was trying, saying he's going for the um, was it Lady Big, Lady Big Trophy? Yeah. Hell yeah, boy! Let's roll with that. That would like de- destroy every NHLer's hopes and dreams at that point. That would be fantastic. Um, so let's move on for a second and talk about uh, what everyone is talking about right now, and that is the Bruins' new Winter Classic jerseys that have just been dropped with Meth Bear. Everyone's favorites uh, outside of Pooh Bear, obviously Beth Bear, uh, and it's it's got some mixed reviews. Um, Kevin, what what's your review? What's your take on the new uh, Winter Classic jerseys uh, that will be worn on January first or second, I believe? I would have much rather them be the reverse retro. <laughs> I would you, much. You rather don't like them, really? I, I'm I'm, yeah. They're good. They did a good job, but they're not the best Bruins jersey in in the locker room. You're really struggling to find words right now about this jersey, and it's kind of. I'm not like a meth. I'm not a meth bear guy. I don't. I don't think that's the best logo. I love Pooh Bear. Oh, we know. know, We know you love for Pooh Bear anyway. And so I, I I think the meth bear logo is just eh, like I don't know. I am. I know I'm not the like. I'm not. I'm in the minority on that one. No, I'm. I understand why people like it. I get it. I'm not bashing that. I just personally am not a huge. Hey, no, it's understandable, Jamie. What, do you like it, or are you with uh, uh, Kevin? I'm like fifty fifty. I like it, but I don't love it. You know, I'm a big Pooh Bear guy. Okay, so we got we got so two like, for two on Pooh Bear right now. You know, I like for the Pooh Bear stuff. I rushed to the NHL store to buy it and spent a lot more. I want to admit, my but God, how much? Like, how much? You, did you buy a jersey? I might have bought a jersey in this picture. You know, I have to that was that was going to be. But, uh, my, I I went right past that. I asked for it for Christmas, 
and I had a family member tell me how much they were. They're insane. I, I immediately was like, "Nope, you're good. You don't have to do that." I got, I got one for. I, well, I wasn't remember. I got. They're a, they're north. They're north of two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. right now. I got north. I got a Taylor Hall jersey for Christmas last year, and I was shocked to get it because I'm like, "There's no, there's no way I want my parents to pay that much money for a Bruins jersey that I'm only gonna wear like once or twice." But hey. I'm happy I got it, but good God, those things are expensive. I mean, Jamie, how many do you have? I, I, I hate to ask this. I question. just got one. I just I just did one for the for the men's, and that was all, all I can handle. Is that is that all you have for Bruins jerseys? Just the reverse retro. Yeah, I have like a Bergeron one that I got probably five years ago at this point. Okay, uh, so but you but didn't get only two. So what what else did you get with it? I mean, you obviously said you spent more money than you wanted to. So obviously you got more. Did you did you get the beanie too? We did get the beanie. You know, did get the beanie. Yeah, you, you gotta get the matching set. You know, you, you know, it. It, it felt wrong not to at that point, especially I mean, you know moving 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 to a new state. I have to have my Bruins gear to represent. I mean, is there, that's just a, that's just a new job money right there. That you know you just rolling in the cash and you can afford that stuff, Chris. What? Well, <laughs> Can you can you top Jamie on this one? But uh, you know what what's your take on the uh, Bruins uh, Red, uh, uh, Winter Classic? I like them. It's different, <laughs> and, and what it what it is for me, right? So you're bringing back like an old school the Meth Bear logo. Um, I don't know. I just I think it works. I think with the lettering, it's you know it's it's different. So I'm cool with it. Um, I do not have a jersey, but I'm going to give you guys a tip. And everybody who's going to listen to this podcast, here's this is my tip, okay? What you want to do is the second that the Winter Classic is over, you want to go to, like, say, a Dick's Sporting Goods, for example, and they will mark down that Winter Classic gear. I have... Every Winter Classic jersey that they've had, with the exception of the yellow, like with the bear on it, because I got that one from China. <laughs> Every one that I purchased, I got seventy five percent off. I paid like thirty bucks for these for these sweaters. I have a Bergeron one. I have a Char one. So the key was I waited until after the Winter Classic and I bought the sweaters then. Spoken but like you a gotta true find man that worked there the for years. Store. But you have to find that you have to find a store like the Boston stores that are going to be oversaturated with this product and yeah, they want to get that. rid of it. Yeah, Maine won't have that. And it's going to get marked down. And that's when you buy your Winter Classic gear at a deal. It'll usually start at like 25%, then it goes to 33%, then it goes to 50%. When it goes 75%, that's when you want to spend the cash monies. That's spoken that's like a man. That's, that's spoken like a man who has worked at Dick Sporting Goods or used to work at Dick Sporting Goods for years, and know and knows the way around that system. I know, I know how to make the system work for the man. If you if you need if you guys yeah. ever need any tips on Shaw's or uh, Star Markets, uh, just let me know. I, I could be the guy that hits you up on that thing. Uh, it's not as not as flashy, but hey, you know it will it, get the job done. Um, so let's look. Let's look around the league here for a couple of seconds before we move on to the end of the uh, podcast, as we usually do. Uh, Bruins 18-3, and three, sitting in first in the league overall. 
uh, Vega, New Jersey Devils, guys. New Jersey Devils. Who would have thought after chanting out fire Lindy a couple weeks ago, um, the New Jersey Devils are now one game behind the Bruins. Um, uh, and, you know, just absolutely rolling right now. And then you have the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, 16 and 6. Uh, and then Toronto uh, with the Islanders in there. And the one of the biggest surprises I want to talk about here for a second, uh, and I'll go to Jamie because he knows a lot about uh, outside the league, uh, Seattle Kraken, who have been looking very good this start of the season, uh, almost looking almost as good as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights at this point. Uh, what, what's your take on the uh, Seattle Kraken right now, Jamie? They've been, fun, they've been fun to watch. They've kind of been my West Coast team since they became an expansion team. But they're fun to watch. Um, a lot of a lot of young guys. So I, they're on ESPN Plus a lot. So that's that's always a team that I like, look out for. Um, then they just sixty minutes of fun hockey whenever they're on. So, uh, you know, let's go. I'll go to you, Kevin. On this next one, New Jersey Devils. Um, obviously, uh, rough start to the season, but they have turned it around. Uh, looking very good right now. Is, is it sustainable for this team? Yeah, I think I think it is. I think, again, I think they're similar to the Bruins where it's like, all right, you know, eventually you come back down to earth, but I don't think they're one of these teams that's just going to completely fall off and, you know, miss the playoffs or fall into the bottom bottom of the playoff picture i still think they'll have one of the higher seeds it, it's just they'll they'll be able to play good hockey they're just not going to be able to sustain what they're doing and that's that's the same for the bruins it's just the role you're on right now is is too hot to last all year if that makes any sense you know like eventually as you get deeper in the the season the injuries are going to start piling up the Puck's just not going to bounce your way. It, eventually, it all kind of evens out. So I do think New Jersey's a good, talented team. They're a young team. So I think maybe they they start making more of those young team mistakes. And, um, you know, they, they I hope they're a team that sticks around. I They're a new team that's been struggling for shit as far back as I can remember. So... I hope they're in the playoffs and I hope they make a little bit of a run here. And then hopefully ultimately it's the Bruins there bouncing them or something, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's sustainable. So if that's the case, Chris, I'll go to you and I saved the best one for Chris, because I know how much he loves talking about uh, this head coach, but um, Bruce Cassidy in his, uh, you know, Vegas golden Knights, um, you know, start off the season hot. They've been uh, struggling as of late. Um, they're coming to town. They're coming to Boston on next Monday, a week from today, a week from when we record this, uh, which is right now. Um, so a week from today, uh, Cassie will be making his return to Boston. Uh, what's your take on the Vegas Golden Knights, who have been struggling as of late? Um, I think that's going to be. I think. Just because of like the tension, well, I don't say tension. I don't say there's tensions, but I feel like that could be like a playoff atmosphere game. You know what I mean? Like it'd be a good game for for Vegas to kind of you know win it for their coach and kind of get their kind of right their ship a little bit. 
it would speak volumes if the Bruins completely blew the doors off the Vegas Knights to really just kind of say to Cassidy, like a big F you, um, you know what I mean? It would really just put the icing on the cake or the cherry on the cake. It would do something with a piece of cake, but that's <laughs> kind of where I'm, what I'm leaning towards. Um, so I think that the, uh, the Bruins, I think the Bruins come out and they blow the doors off the Vegas Knights. I just don't, I just, the way this Bruins team has played and the way they've responded with, with Montgomery, it would be such a bad look to go and just like poop down your leg to the team that your old coach is now, you know, in charge of, and then you play them and you put up a goose egg. I think the Bruins blow the doors off the Vegas Knights. These teams are going to come back down to earth too. You know, you've seen it with Vegas. They, they started out well. They're coming back down to earth. Um, the Devils are going to do the same thing. I think the Devils are too young to sustain a long run of just being a dominant hockey team. They're getting good goaltending. They're, they're playing really well. Young team, they're bound to make a mistake. The Bruins just, they look different. They just feel like a team that is just like on the collision course for something they're destined to do this year. Is that your hot take? Is your, is your hot take that they're going to blow the doors off the Bruins? Uh, the Bruins are going to blow they're, the doors off. They the are going to blow the doors off the Vegas Knights. Okay. They are going to. Uh, uh, they're going to hit the jackpot against Vegas. There's okay. no way they. So don't. I so, agree with Chris, there's no way they don't. So is this? Is this? I just need to put this out here. Is this Sinbin worthy? If we get this wrong, just if they, if the Bruins, if the Bruins, oh, just dropped a water bottle on me. If the Bruins show up in that game and they don't respond and they play a poor hockey game and they lose to Vegas, it is going to – look, they're still a good hockey club, but it's going to be a little, like, tarnished. You know sports radio is going to just feast on that. They're going – like, that's going to be – like, it's going to be a piece of the carcass they can pick at. And to me, it just opens up – doubt it it will like it, it just my opinion i just feel like that's an opportunity for where you can you can doubt the bruins well do they did they get rid of the wrong guy you know did cassidy got this group of players up to play you know what's the issue well how can you get that group going and not the current i just i feel like it's going to open up scrutiny and a bunch of nonsense that we don't want to hear we're already hearing enough nonsense with the red Sox and the patriots i cannot add a third team to this I mean, I only well, get forty-five therapy every every other week. I can't add a the third team to the equation. You 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 talk you talk like you know Boston media will talk about the Bruins. Yet today, they had every chance to talk about the Bruins and the Celtics. Yet who did they talk about? They talked about the Patriots. And could Tom Brady have beaten the Vikings last Thursday on Thanksgiving night? That is that what that yeah, was a Tom, legit topic of discussion on Falgar Mass today. Tom uh, Brady would have. Tom Brady would have. He would have not taken a stupid sack like Mac did. Um, when there was zero timeouts left, he wouldn't have thrown the ball down the middle of the field to Kendrick Bourne, who got down as fast as he could, realizing like, oh shit, this quarterback literally just threw but, it down yeah. the middle of the field. And I get it. They the they they kept the, the receiver in on the previous play from going out of bounds. Tom Brady does not does not have a drive that Mac had 
Mac threw for what, 380 yards or whatever it was. Cute. Looks good on the fantasy stats. He that was a that was a winnable game. They should have beaten the Minnesota Vikings. There my is point, zero reason why. My point here is it's been three years and we're still talking of if Tom Brady could have done this, if Tom Brady could have done that. You know, that's that's in the past now. Tom Brady also had a game losing drive multiple times on want, Sunday. We're not gonna talk about take. that. What? You want a hot take? I'll give you a hot take, but you're gonna have to like store this one. Yeah. I think hot take. Tom Brady comes back next oh, season. That, that's not even a hot take. Nope, nope. On, hold on. on two year pass. It's turned into a fucking thing. football yeah. podcast. God damn it. They're going to bring it back <laughs> on a two year pass. And either Mac Jones is going to ride the pine or Mac Jones is going to end up playing for Vegas. Him, Bruce Cassidy, and <sighs> McDaniel. They're going to have one big giant party out there. I could, ju- I could, I could see a little vein popping out of Kevin's head right now, and it's fucking hilarious. He's about ready to pop a blood vessel. No, I, I agree. I've said this before. I do not put it past Bill Belichick and the Patriots to bring Brady back here. I do I not put it past them one bit. And But the, the thing is with that is, is Chris is probably right. If that happens, they're trading Mac Jones. I don't think they're holding on to him. They'll so probably that, hold on to Zappy or whatever then. The whole point of this whole conversation, before we know we got down the train of, you know, uh, uh, other football podcasts. This is the hockey podcast. This is shorthanded takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by uh, Beyond the Monster, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. And something special coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've been told by my social media person up in the uh, corner that is Chris Henrique. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I can't say anything else about that right now, but something is coming. Something is brewing. Uh, yes, something is brewing. <laughs> I can't say it until the paperwork has been processed yes yes so uh keep an eye out for that uh so let's move on before we uh you know get any more hot takes about uh what the hell that just was that we just talked about um but so you you want you want to say one more thing chris before we uh, move on no 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 (laughs) oh god anyway uh next three look good we covered all teams there we go. Okay, there we go. You see, we've covered all the teams now. Celtics look good. We're doing better than Falcon Mavs have ever done at this point. Um, so with that being said, uh, we got three games coming up, which it's a weird schedule this week. It's a very weird schedule. After going like every other day the last couple of weeks, you're seeing a lot of uh, stretched out times now. So they play, uh, they have a three-game homestand coming up uh, between now and next Monday when our next podcast will record. You have at you're, you're hosting Tampa Bay tomorrow. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky will be in that for that one because Elliot is in that tonight and is in a shootout right now with a uh, apparently a very good uh, Saber Sema. Uh, so uh, and then they will host the Avalanche on Saturday, uh, which will be another good matchup. And then that Monday is when Bruce Cassidy. And the Vegas Golden Knights come to town. So, with that being said, Jamie, I'll start with you since you're our special guest this week. Uh, what is your record prediction going into these next three games? I'm going two to one. I think they beat Tampa and Vegas, then they lose the car, the Avalanche game. It's gonna be my prediction. Yelling car homecoming, baby. Um, uh, Chris, what's your uh prediction? All right, so we're doing three games, right? Yeah, three. All right, so. <laughs> it's tough because 
the avalanche are a really good test of to see what you really, really are. Um, but I'm going three and zero until this team, until this team decides to not play at a high level. And I think that you beat the Avalanche. I think you you tell the world, and with a win over the Avs, who you are. Go Bruins, three and zero. Yeah, oh, there we go. Um, Kevin, uh, close us out here. What's your prediction? Yeah, I I got them. I got them going three and zero as well. Oh and the God. game, the game within it that kind of scares me. And it, it it shouldn't. I think it's the lightning. I, I think they'll handle the, they'll they'll beat the Avalanche. They'll beat Golden Knights because again, if you lose that game, you you're not letting that one down. That's you can't lose that game. And expect like DeBrus to get like a hat trick or something. He'll some of these young guys will do something stupid just to shove it down, you know, in Cassidy's face or whatever. But I think um you know the. The lightning scared me a little bit just because of how that third period went. You know, the, the Bruins kind of let them claw back into it. So I think that game may be something, but I, I got three and oh. I think we pull it out and we're we're in good we're in good shape for some good hockey here. This should be three very good games and fun to watch as a fan. And uh you got like I said, Vasilevsky Vasileski going up against the Bruins tomorrow because uh, Brian Elliott going up against uh, the Buffalo Sabres, who are currently going to overtime right now, tied at five, uh, and that is as of this recording. So you will not, you'll have to look it up on your own if they want or not. I, you know, sorry, sorry, not sorry. So um, anyway, that being said, we will be back next Monday if all if everyone stays healthy. Uh, we will be back next Monday to recap everything and you know uh, go over uh, the Vegas Golden Knights game because we will be. Uh, catching the tail end of that as we come on uh, the recording. So without further ado, Jamie, as always, thank you. We will uh, come back anytime you want. Uh, you know, we love having a fourth person on here. Uh, and yeah. hope you uh, are enjoying your time in the good old Carolinas. Um, so uh, as, as long as you're enjoying yourself, Jamie, that's all we care about. That's definitely a lot warmer than what I'm used to. So I guess that's, I guess that, that's a win. Must be nice to not have to worry about 20 degree temperatures anymore. Um, anyway, uh, without further ado, that's Jamie Gallon. As always, we have Kevin Perdios and Chris Henrik, and I'm Jeff Oak. And this has been another episode of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by uh, Beyond the Monster. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>